In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Amazon Prime has an original show I think you're going to like. I'm, I'm listening. It's called Hunters. It's got a few no-names in it, like De Niro. I've heard of him. I've heard of his work. You, you have? I've, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with his, <laughs> handful, his handful of... Carol I Kane. I believe they're teenage rom-coms, most yes, of them. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, so I figured, again, you know, all the streaming services keep telling me what I want to see. And then I'm like, okay, finally, I'll get into it. And you're going to love it for so many, many reasons. So many. Is he actually a hunter? Like, like, like he wasn't deer hunter? Like, is it similar to mm-hmm. the band? Well, it does have. Let me see if there's someone else you would know other than Carol Kane. There's other people you just recognize. Okay, so there. Though some of those things I may say are meant to be funny. The Holocaust, not funny. Oh man, that's okay. All right, I'm so listening. let me put that out there first. Okay, this is based. Very loosely based on the true story, which is not some secret, but in the 70s, after the war, which ended in the, in the 40s. I was about to say, that's well after the war. Yes. If I'm doing my maths correctly. People realized that there were still Nazis alive and well, and living in America and South America. I think I, th- I think I see where this is going. And so it feel it feels like it's a movie or a TV show that Quentin Tarantino should have. Yes, produced. All right. very much so. And a Mr. Peel is behind it. And there are some serious Tarantino aspects to it and some Adam Craven's aspects to it, because the the 20 somethings, they work at a comic book store and there are lots of conversations about comic book characters. And then you have these, it really is a great juxtaposition because you'll have the current story. You'll have, for instance, there was a backstory that- This, this really feels like a movie that would have been made, like it's Adam Craven's Inglorious Bastards. Yes, it's very much so. the way you're describing it to me right now. So you see, and you can, well, you can always tell it's the flashback because everyone's really, really, really thin and sad. Uh, but they're in Auschwitz and you, you see- a. Before that, you see it says like 1938 and a mother dies and she gives her wedding ring to her son. And then it's like uh, a few years after that and you are, I think, in Germany, maybe Poland, but the Jews are being rounded up. And this guy has, he grabs his mother's ring and then he's taken to a camp and he swallows it so they can't get it because, you know, they stole all of the, the material items that the... Jews had and their family yeah. heirlooms and everything. And there have been lots of good movies about that. Not that I'm celebrating that, but you know, when they get it back, I was like, yay, we gave it back or some of it. I don't really know. Anyway, um, so you see the story of the ring and how he, the one ring. that one ring and how he is helping this girl escape and blah, 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 blah. And he's about to propose to her and he says, I'll propose to you in a minute when we get to the other side. Then of course he's killed. And then later, current time, you see that they discover all of this stuff. This and is quite the downer. I know, I know. But 
I'm making a point here. So you just learned this story of the ring. It was, you know, belonged to a woman who passes away. It goes with her son. He falls in love in in a horrible, horrible place and then is killed. And that ring is just one of a million stories of a rattle, uh, a photo, all these things that the Germans have hidden away. Who's the head German who's hiding all of it in the big bank? Shaft. Boromir's dad. Oh, Den- so Denethor is... Denethor is oh in it. Oh, my goodness. Not for long, but still. Well, I mean... He's real good. I can't remember his name, but he's in a lot of stuff, and when he's ever in it, he's real good. It's a John... Um, yeah, him. John. Uh, that guy. I can't think of his last name right Man, now. he's good. Yeah. He in was fantastic everything. in Fringe. He was... I thought he was in Friends. It's like, no, I don't remember yes, that episode. Yes, he, he played Joey uh, <laughs> for one season when Matt LeBlanc wanted too much money. I'd totally watch that season. Just put the entire cast of Lord of the Rings in for the for kind of like the uh, when uh, Bo and Luke asked for too much money and they put in like the Duke cousins. That's right, like that. that. They're just you just throw in an eleventh season of Friends and they're like, well, they were all really expensive and the Lord of the Rings cast wasn't doing anything. So we popped them in. So there you go. So again, you have the and it's not sepia colored, but it's 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 got a grayish cast. And it's a word other than sepia, I'm sure, that describes how the flashbacks are done. So you see this one story of the ring and all this stuff, and you have little snippets like that. And then in between, the horror of what was happening during World War II and the, oh, I don't want to toss around the word vigilante. John Noble. Yes, John there Noble. There we go. Okay. But what's happening in the 70s, how the hunters are going, hey, there are Nazis here, and they're like living the good life. In between that, you have serious comedy that's maybe a minute long. One of them was like a commercial, and it was all these Nazis in the southern states saying, come, you love our pie. And it's like, it's, you got to see it because it's jarring. But you Especially kinda, when put against yes. the juxtaposition of like the Holocaust or like a, a man dying before he can. Right. Propri- yeah. Yeah. And you kind of need it because. That's some heavy. It's because, you know, it really happened. Yeah. And it's horrible. So what Jordan Peele did was just kind of altered your your now, train of thought for a minute. If you don't knew, know who Jordan Peele is, like had the. Show very similar, huh? Key and key, yes. Well, that's right. Key and Peel, very similar to like the Chappelle show, but he's also the one that has more recently mm-hmm. done like um, us. Um, just he's a, a apparently a more va- just a vastly talented uh, writer, director, like performer who is quite adept at comedy, mm-hmm. but also um, scaring the the heebie-jeebies. Out of you. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching, and it is Hunters on Amazon Prime Video. So, the comedy that he intersperses, you have the great little conversations about, well, if, if there wasn't Robin to bring the light into the world, Batman would just be dark all the time, and Robin doesn't, he just doesn't get the credit that he deserves, and so you get this kind of fun stuff, and how... Well, I can't tell that because it's it's a very adult show, but not adult like like right. like, uh, like adu- right. Uh, but some of the jokes are pretty funny. Anyway, um, you and have I an w- introduction of the whole cast, and this is what made me think of Tarantino, because you have one of the women who 
works with um, De Niro in this. Uh, she is shaft but a woman. Gotcha. She has an afro out to here. She is epic. And then you have one that appears to be a British nun. She seems to cuss a lot and worked with MI6. Or did she? And then you have the guy who... I'm telling you, in that sentence right there, you have written a show that I... A, a, the, yeah. the cursing nun that worked for MI6. Right like, there. I, you can just make that the title. Yeah. Like, I I need to at least watch the first five episodes of that show. <laughs> so you have, I don't want to say a, a comic book cast, but you have a varied cast of characters in and, here. And eventually Nazis do get hunted, right? Oh! If, if you... I'll tell you, because I don't remember anyone coming to their defense Mm-mm. during the press junket or the release of Inglorious Bastards. Now, there any other thing you do where like people are being like, you know, killed or like having, you know, revenge sought on them, you're always going to have a group to come forward and just be like, maybe so maybe bad. maybe we shouldn't do that. That's that's improper. I have found and it seems that if you kill Nazis, nobody yeah. Nobody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, let's hear the Nazi side of this. It, they're just like, no, that's okay. That's all right. Well, you had an interesting, an interesting take. Well, here's the setup, really. There's a 20-year-old guy, of course, the attractive young guy, and he, you see a, a moment, he lives with his grandmother because everyone else is dead. I don't recall how or why, but everyone else is dead. So he lives with his grandmother. She's awesome. He loves his grandmother. And uh, then that night, she hears he, he hears her talking to someone, and she's murdered right in front of him. And he goes ballistic because, first of all, someone broke into his house and killed his grandmother. And no one knows who it is, and he's just – he's everything. He's angry. And then he finds out – he stays angry. He finds out all these things about his grandmother that he had no idea. And she was the one that put all of this together – because one day she thought she recognized a Nazi from Auschwitz in Manhattan. And then it all started. And she, she shows up a lot. She shows up in the flashbacks and in just the current telling, even though her character is deceased. And her character was in love with Pacino's character. And Pacino's he, in this as well? Did I not say Al Pacino was in it? You said De Niro was. Oh, my God. I always mix them up. All right. Now I don't know who's in it. Hold on. Well, I mean, either way, I, honest to goodness, if it's Pacino or De sorry, Niro. Sorry. Sorry. It is Pacino. Okay. Sorry. 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 So, yes. That's still... I mean, it's not like we you downgraded. I know, but I want to be correct. And he... like, but It's not like Pacino's the store brand. No, but Pacino... He is, he went to, to Auschwitz as well. Obviously, he survived. And he has become incredibly, mysteriously wealthy, so much so that the, the young guy calls him Batman's real name. He says, what, you got Bruce Wayne money? What's, because he has all this stuff. He has a room with secret doors. He's got a lab. He's got this. He's got that. He really is a Bruce Wayne vigilante type going after these Nazis. But instead of like comic book villains, he's going oh, after Nazis. Yeah. This is absolutely like a movie I would watch. Yes. And instead of committing your, your millions of dollars to, to fighting crime and, and, and vigilante style, you just kill Nazis. Now here, 
You recognize this actor, Dylan Baker. He was in The Good Wife. He's the kind of guy that plays, you know, the the doting husband. He's the good neighbor. Generally, yeah. Generally, he's cast as that guy. Well, I think he was, uh, was he not in the Spider-Man movies? I'm sure he was. I want to say he was, uh, he played uh, Connors, Dr. Kirk Yes, I believe. So I'm not going to ruin this for you, but the scene was just so great. And by the way, the the scenes with him in it in particular are bright, just bright 1950s color. Almost like Don, almost yes. Donna Reedy. And yes. Okay. And so he is, uh, it's President Carter is the president. And so he is speaking much in the same vein as Carter, same accent. And he's having a barbecue and the last person comes in and this person introduces his wife. And this is really the only thing that, bothered me. I was trying to think, well, she looks like she's 25. That just doesn't compute. I'm not going to be a stickler for how old she should be, but she recognizes this Southern man as the butcher of whatever and has a fit. And before you know it, and this is, by the way, the first scene in the movie, before you know it, that guy, Mr. Hey Neighbor, Hey Neighborino, very much Nell Flan, uh, Nell, very much Ned Flanders. Hey Neighborino, why don't you get yourself a wiener? Pulls out a gun, murders his family, murders her, murders everyone. So it'd be kind of akin to like if on an episode of My Three Sons, instead of him imparting, yes, imparting like you know family knowledge or, or like Andy Griffith just being like, "Well, tell you what, Barn, here's what's gonna happen. Come here, B." That's exactly hey, what it Flo- was. Floyd and Goober. What? Hey, hey, what are you up? That's exactly what it is. And turns out this guy is, well, he's a Nazi. And, you know, uh, and he hates his family Man. and his kids. And then sits there. Final episode of Andy Griffith. Oh, wow. Turns out. He's a Nazi. They, they do the Shyamalan and Andy was a Nazi hiding in plain so, sight. So this, this horrible creature waits for like 12 hours with his three dead boys floating in the pool, his dead wife, his dead friends, his dead co-workers, waiting for the guy, the cleanup guy. This, you know? is, this is a dark episode. And that's how it starts. That's how, the whole, that's how the whole thing starts. Oh. Okay? I think I understand why there's bits of comedy interspersed in yeah, here. Yeah, because there kind of has to be. Everyone would be so depressed. They'd be like, I can't watch any more of these episodes. Right. And so the editing is really good in that you are dealing with something incredibly horrible, and I don't know how many of the characters that they hunt down were actual people, right. or if they just say, you know, made up and said this Nazi did this or whatever. But it's extraordinary. And on the other side of it, you have an FBI agent who's a woman, and it's the seventies, and she's a woman of color, so she's not getting no respect. And uh, the guy she keeps asking for cases said, "Here, go look this up." Just get out of the way. And she realizes that a certain age group of people are being killed, and all of them have been called war refugees. And she is finding out that the hunters exist, and that's the whole thing, how they find the Nazis, what's going to happen, because they're just – they're taking them out. I'm finding you. You're a Nazi. They're confirming they're the Nazi. They have, you know, by signatures, by voice. I mean, they're doing all this stuff. They're confirming it. And then she's also doing the thing, but they are kind of just murdering people. But still, you're not. I, I, 
Listen, See, I, I get it, and I'm not I'm not one of those people that just advocates like murder because you think it's okay. Yeah, but I'm willing to make an exception in the event that they are proven Nazis. Yes, I, I, yes. I mean, I yes. and oh, there's uh, one other thing: the guy whose grandmother died, whose yeah. name I don't remember. He kind of has a superpower. He can look at something. And you'll see it, you know, you'll see a pattern be highlighted because he sees patterns. So he's the puzzle solver. That, and and so he can hear things that maybe you didn't hear and say, oh, that's Morse code. Or, oh, this is that. He's a very low level X-Men. Yes. Yes. Didn't get to be in any, any of the movies, but like maybe he's on one of the special features. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's real good. Yeah. I cannot sounds, express it enough. It's sounds very unique at a bare minimum. Very much so. It does say it does have a TV, um, an MA, of course, but it's got sixteen plus. And quite honestly, I think that's because of the Holocaust type images. And I don't think any of this is stock footage, right? Just because you know we've seen so much, I don't recognize any of it. But and there's only going to be a finite amount yes. of video footage from the 1940s. But it is when you realize what's happening, it's horrifying. For instance, a, a German making 10 prisoners sing German songs, and if they sang out of tune or forgot the words, he murders them, but he's broadcasting it through the whole camp. And that's, that's why it's... That's, that's, that's I why think that's people, why. But people don't really frown much when they're just like, and then the Nazi died. And it was right. painful. Right. Uh, it's, it's exceptional on a lot of levels. And there are... There are it's got some quirky dialogue. I'm not going to say you're going to laugh out loud, but you're going to go, oh, that is funny. But but not, yeah, how they deal with things. The dark humor is there, and some of it you will really appreciate. And it's interesting how and there's a, a juxtaposition at with a, the funny. At a minimum, I can literally think of no show to draw a direct parallel to. Like, oh, this thing no. is unique it is like a movie i would i thought at times it was a tarantino movie now there's not a lot of splatter but when you have the quips and you have the all the characters with their their names their nicknames in front of them yeah. it's like bah, 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 and they're in slow motion and they're all like making a, a poster together well, i mean not for nothing a lot of the the larger budget like streaming shows that are made specific i mean uh, uh, the mandalorian I mean, honest to goodness, there's films that do not have yeah. a budget like that. So, so it doesn't surprise me that Amazon, who I hear has some money. A little. Yeah. I mean, besides what, maybe like Netflix, I would say they're probably the one that's putting the most money mm-hmm. into their original programming. Well, Disney Plus in there yeah, as well. Yeah. Hunters is exceptional. I I'm I have not binged as much as like well when the mandalorian came out we couldn't binge it because we had to wait week to week but my desire for revenge and to see what will happen next is it is all consuming regarding your, your, hunters. your bloodthirst as you <laughs> yes 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 it's excellent adult fare so that is a definite binge absolutely hunters on amazon prime Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.